start recording now. Do, do, do. I'm telling you, I never heard this song before, yo. I feel like I'm I'm not a real hip hop head by telling you that now. I mean, I think it had like real like radio play, but you probably don't listen to the radio much either. Nah, I definitely don't. Okay, okay, okay. What made you pick this song? I mean, when I mean, you hear it, and at the time that it came out in 2020. I'm like, a glutton for women that shouldn't be tested, but baby, I like, like I've always been like pro black I Definitely be a real boxing fan. Yeah, if you're a boxing fan, once there's a black fire and any other, but anybody else, you have to pick a black fire. That's fair. So, like rooting for everybody that's black. And Wale is one of my favorite artists. Okay. I mean, did this come out before Issa said that? Because I remember Issa said that at an award show. Like they asked her, like who she wants to win, and she was like, "I'm rooting for everybody that's black." I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't know that reference either. I don't watch award shows, so. but no, yeah, no, 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 no. Matter of fact, this definitely came out because he recently said that. Yeah. Yeah, she would have said it whenever, like whenever she was winning all those awards for Insecure. So this came out before that. Yeah, this came out prior to her saying that. Okay. Walking through DC in a mock neck and a uh, Pico, it's like the traditional attire. It's like the DC uniform. Don't forget the dress. Not even a turtleneck, just like a mock neck. Yeah, you gotta have locks too. It's funny you say that. I know people that got locks now that like, just, like, started living. That's, that's hilarious. All right, man. Well, we're not going to keep the uh, listeners in any more suspense. Um, it's a real honor to have you here with me, man. I know that we talked about doing this for a while, and... One of my biggest challenges was just finding the time for us to meet with us all just running around doing all of this different stuff. So if you don't know by the low profile voice that you're hearing on the mic, um, you know, I'm, I'm really working the audio today because uh, my man is one of the more soft spoken, chill people you'll ever meet. Uh, but I'm here today with E-Man as I call him, uh, but his real name is Emmanuel. Um, I don't know. Do you want to put your last name out there? I, I, oh, Graves. I'll, yeah, Emmanuel Graves. Uh, and uh, this is a young. This is a man that I went to uh, college with that I met, and has always just been a real chill, uh, upstanding dude, real authentic dude, man. And now has uh, kind of matured himself into a, a, an amazing father, a husband, you know, a business owner, um, and just an all around, you know, just elevating himself more and more and more. So. It's a pleasure to sit down with you, man. I appreciate you being willing to find the time to be reflective. You know, even though this is a podcast about purpose, like given that you have so much purpose. going on, what made you want to come on this podcast? Um, well, I always enjoyed you. Okay. Um, as a person. Yeah. And uh, you've always been able to get people to speak and have a, a good conversation and just good topics as well. I mean, sometimes, you know, you start talking <laughs> in, in, in spaces that 
we're like, yo, Tom, you know, <laughs> we trying to party. You want to talk. But at the same time, that is who you are. So I have, I've always appreciated that no matter what, you can bring, like, a talkative um, part of people out. So Yeah, I mean, I definitely have become, I guess, that I've developed that reputation, but I've just leaned into it even more. So, right. you know, I think, you know, love me or hate me in a sense, I think that that's something that you'll – at least recognize about me. And I, and I hope it comes from a mature place because I, I am genuinely curious. You know, I think that that's one of the main things that drives me. So I appreciate you uh, not only giving me that, uh, you know, uh, pat on the back, but also, you know, just being willing to uh, be reflective in this space, man. And so uh, for somebody that has, again, so much going on, um, so much going for yourself, uh, what would you what would you say to the question of you know who are you like if you were to answer that question if you were to define that what would that be what, how would you do that that's uh i don't know i felt like i've uh thought about that question um plenty of times but i think that's a question that with the answer just consistently evolving about who i am so I mean, right now, uh, being self-reflective of who I am, I think first part of who I am is being uh, a dad. Okay. Uh, and because that's, like, constantly uh, on my mind. Uh, secondly is being family, husband, uh, just uh, always thinking about, be thinking about uh, my family. So everything about my family kind of, motivates me to do anything else I, I think about so I mean so it's always going to start off with I've already with my wife uh, Beth created these these two beautiful kids mm -hmm. uh, girls and from there I still have to you know I, I love my wife and we we combined and made a life that we're trying to progress so uh, those things are always behind me as I'm thinking about whatever next comes up mm -hmm. and whoever else I am mostly yeah. I'm a I'm a weirdo <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm a goofball um okay. don't really care much about anyone's opinion for pretty much any matter okay uh, so it's Damn. not just okay. uh <laughs> not about it's not just about myself it's just yeah hey I feel like everyone has their opinion absolutely once I started thinking about whether your opinion is different than mine or if your opinion is right or wrong versus mine, then I'm second guessing myself. And that's okay. something I, I don't normally do either. Um, I make a decision and I stick to it, uh, move forward there. Uh, so I am a one track mind person. Okay. Uh, that's that's kind of big on me. I really can't do like more than one thing at any one time okay like i can't even try to open two different businesses at the mm -hmm. same time gotta gotta stay focused or nothing's going to happen for me okay um yeah like i don't know if i went off track with this uh with this question but no, that's i think right. even with the the question as i said uh, before is a a very evolving thing that I don't think whoever you say you are today, you can't be that person tomorrow also. So, yeah, uh, I, I would agree. I would agree that it definitely is an evolving thing, but I do think that there's some thematic elements that come to the surface, especially as you talk about who you are. And a lot of that 
seems to be centered around this sense of duty to others and, and that that matter to you, such as your, your kids and your wife. Um, those things seem to sound like that to resonate really strongly with you. Um, and then it sounds like you have this sense of like uh, service to create um, through discipline. Um, like you said, you, you don't try to do too much at once. It's one thing at a time and you stick with that. Um, and, and you've shown a record of success in doing that. So I wonder like where those things come from. If, if you re recognize those things in yourself, um, first of all, do you even reckon, do you agree with that? Disagree with that? Like, what are your thoughts? Oh no, I'm very self-aware. Yeah. Okay. Um, like, um, being of service is, I guess what's, what I would say and what most people say is my, uh, my love language. So, okay. like I enjoy like being of service to anyone, anything, okay. um, and putting whatever abilities I have, uh, letting them be available for, for others as well. Why do you like doing that? I don't know. It's like uh, <laughs> my, my kids, also myself. Yeah. Uh, I tend to start watching uh, Bluey okay. a lot more uh, than them. But there's an episode on Bluey where um, a Bluey main character he he uh, he's asked to put his toys up, and he says no, I want to do something else. So he starts yeah. doing something else, and then his dad eventually like tells him like, hey, this is going to help me out. Or no, before that even happens, his dad helps somebody else out. Mm -hmm. And you know how dogs, when they're happy, their tails wag. Okay. And, <laughs> and Bluey asks that, oh, why is your tail wagging so much? He's like, because it made me happy to help someone else. And then <laughs> by, by, uh, by the time they got to the end of the, the episode, Bluey started putting up his, uh, his toys. And when his mom came back and seen that he did that, and gave him basically a pat on the head. Yeah. He, his tail wagged really wow. hard. <laughs> and then he went and did something else uh, for her without her even asking. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I guess uh, being of service to people is what makes me, like, happy seeing that uh, I was able to, you know, help somebody else do something that, even if they were able to do it, but just help them move along in their time, in their day. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah, I mean, it just I, made I me feel good. That that is a first of all, thank you for that story on Bluey <laughs> and, and, his, and his trials and tribulation towards, you know, recognizing his value and you don't and, have children. Others, do so. you watch Bluey? See, no, I, I don't watch. I don't have children, but I do know that Bluey is very popular. Everyone okay. that I know with kids says, okay. swears by Bluey. So I've definitely heard the name. I didn't know it was so deep though. I didn't know that there was all oh, of these no. like if stories. You, if you and, sit back and okay. You do I'm, I'm what we to, do. I'm, as someone that loves story, I'm willing to look for story in any any anything. So Some I'm, of the episodes I'm, I'm definitely are definitely deep. All yeah. right. So if you're telling me Bluey is deep, then I'm gonna go check it out, man. But I, I I think that there's value and obviously others benefit, society benefits from people like yourself who are willing to have like to willing to find joy in doing for others. But what does that feed in you in terms of like what do you get from that? Because obviously you're you there's the the rel or the uh, recognition that you're doing something good for somebody else but what is that feeding in you why do you feel like you need to do that um it's not really a a, a feeling of of need okay um it's more on intent and and want okay and and just wanting to do as much as i can and it's not even about leaving at blue you know uh 
leaving an imprint on on society on earth or anything mm-hmm. or like leaving leaving anything there it's just i feel like you should be intentional and uh about like how you're impacting anyone and 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 just everything around you um and i think even before i even noticed it like when when i decided to do a double major in philosophy it was like the my philosophy was uh for the greater good mm-hmm. like what is going to be for the greater good and for the greater good is the do as much as you can in the kind way okay and pretty much for me is always try to put a keep keep smiles going okay like, so. I, I can and i i can appreciate that but like of all the things you could have chosen to do to make yourself feel good like you never thought about why it is that you this is the thing that does that like where that might come from um have a thought about like are you are you asking like has it is it something that i've seen and you know started taking that on well uh, no i I guess it's it's more of a question like and my my thought process is that we all make decisions about what it is that you know we want to do and then ultimately what comes to the surface is we discover things that we enjoy but like we're still choosing like something in us is enjoying that and we're making a choice to enjoy whatever it is so for you it seems like you've adopted this calling of being of service and putting smiles on people's faces and and trying to keep the good times going or, or just offering something you know of service to society to the greater good but that's a, still a choice and i'm curious as to why you chose to make that choice or if you ever thought about why you've taken up that mantle as opposed to doing literally anything else. You know what? I've never actually just thought about why I yeah. <laughs> like to do it, yeah. do it like that. Cause it's never really been posed as a question. Like it's more, if, if it have, if it, if the question has been posed to me, it's just more been, Oh, it's just how I've been all, all yeah. my life. Like I've enjoyed smiling. And yeah. then when I smile, someone else's smile. Yeah. And then, you know, even through all types of moments, whether they're sad moments, or happy moments, uh, any moments like, hey, if you can bring a smile out, like everyone can see that, hey, thing, life must go go on. So yeah. we'll continue the, the go. Um, all so. right. Well, in that vein, because I think this is a good segue, what is it that brings you joy though we talked about this act of service bringing you joy but like what is it about that that brings you joy is there anything that you can like if you had to create like say one thing in particular about that act um one thing yeah and it has to be something that only like particular i would preferably it would be something that only it only you get from this that only I get from that, like, because you know, I, I'm I of think the that, belief that, that kind of like neglects the the being of service to people. Well, I, I think <laughs> from a morality standpoint, yes, right. Like, if, but I think that, and and this is maybe just my philosophy. In order to do anything in in a sustainable way, you have to benefit from it too. You have to get something in return, right? And you said that, like, what is it that you're getting in return from doing these things? From making you know people what? smile, from whatever it is. So 
that's actually something like I've uh, like how you said that is mm-hmm. something like I've uh, I've taken on on like me being my love language being active services that yeah. I don't care what I get from it. And like I've said this to many people yeah. before, it's like I I do things without caring what I will reciprocate from it. True. Because uh, yeah. it doesn't matter to me what someone else is going to give to me or like what else I can receive receive from it because again for me it's just this is what something I wanted to do so I was intentional about doing it okay so now if I was intentional about doing it just for myself if what comes from it is something I was expecting. Yeah. It was I really intentional on. I, I would agree being, with that. Yeah. Being, <laughs> like being I, kind. I, I would agree with that. But I think if you were to divorce those two things, right? Like right. it's not necessarily me saying that you are electing to do something because you expect something in return from others. You are choosing to do this. What, what I'm saying is that, you oh. know what I'm saying? Like you, you're saying you like you just said yourself. My love language is acts of service, right? So in doing this, you experience something in return, which is that that that's what I'm trying to ask you is like, what oh. is that thing in return that you're experiencing? Ultimately, I think it's that I believe karma is real. Okay, and the more good I put out, the, the so so that's something in return. Yeah, like that. So. so you so you feel like you're you're almost kind of like balancing the scales towards the good yes. for whatever you're, you're getting, like you're, you're creating a better pathway for yourself in, right. in one way or the other. Right. Where does so, that come from? Like, where does that thought, like, have you ever, first of all, have you ever even thought of it like that? And if so, like, where does that come from? Um, I like always say that I'm, I'm highly favored and, okay. uh, I'm God blessed. Okay. So, I mean, I feel like, uh, and I'm, I feel like I can say that because I, consistently try to be uh good and positive mm-hmm. um and bring positivity positivity to everyone around me um through through most situations so um and where that kind of comes from uh, i can't say i necessarily grew up like rough or or anything mm-hmm. like my mom she always provided mm-hmm. uh for for my brothers and i that's 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 a point that like I grew up in some rough areas, but yeah. my life then has—I don't feel like I've ever, ever had a, a rough life. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everyone struggles. Um, even rich people—they—they they struggle. Like there's mm-hmm. things to struggle about. But I don't know. I think I, I grew up with my my mom persevering through so much. Uh, everything that I've saw saw her go through as a single mom, and also being basically being a single mom while having a, a husband um, as well um, through mm-hmm. out my my life um, I've always had a two-parent household mm-hmm. but at the same time it was like I still didn't have a father figure mm-hmm. um, just because who my mom was married to cool person great person uh, I still I still love him it just he didn't didn't provide that uh, fatherly figure mm-hmm. uh, for me so everything I've come to um, be uh, kind of just comes f- as a reflection of who my mom my mom is mm. uh, and that she's a very strong willed person she's gonna also tell you uh, how she feel and not very uh, much uh, care about uh, what you what you think about 
um, as well. So it's kind of, I think I've taken on so much of my mom's personality, mm. just it's like twofold though. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree with that. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to make an assumption here. So feel free to tell me if I'm wrong, but it also sounds like you've taken on the responsibility that you didn't necessarily receive yourself, which is to be that, that present uh, positive role model figure in somebody's life that in, in, a, in a man, as a man, as opposed to, you know, just watching your mom, like you said, your mom was a powerful force in your life as a single mom, but you didn't really have a father figure. And it sounds like a lot of those qualities, you're kind of mimicking yourself. Right. I mean, I would say uh, <laughs> since since as long as I, I can remember and, and any older family members say, like, I, I constantly smiled, like, yeah. as, as a child um, growing up. Like, all, all I did, all I did was smile. And I don't necessarily, like, I can't pinpoint why why that ever was it just i always just thought there's positivity happening no matter what the 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 situation uh is like i got three brothers um that grew up with like i can't remember any bad times with them i'm pretty sure we had some but all my memories are us having good good times together laughing Um, like obviously we fought, we we've had arguments, but any memory I have really in my head is about mm-hmm. um fun fun times with with any anyone. If I if you yeah. tell me a name of someone I know, yeah. I'm going to think of the the, the good times, times good times with them, even if I've ever had a negative yeah. uh, moment with that person. Um, and a big thing uh. I'll say a lot is that uh, for me life is just a, a bunch of bunch of moments mm-hmm. like no one moment should define the rest of your day even the rest of your hour yeah like you should be able to for I try to uh, you know take all those moments in or that particular moment take that in mm-hmm. process that and try to move on to the next moment okay. whether that moment be sad exciting uh, something that I should be celebrating for the next mm-hmm. ten weekends in a row, like yo, this is this moment. I have to keep on going anyway. Yeah, like before I get too far down the rabbit hole of what you just said, I want to make sure I get this question in because you started talking about your mom and um, you even talked about your brothers and, and just your overall home. Like, who would you say? And this doesn't have to be your. It doesn't have to be someone you're even related to, but. Who would you say are the people that came before you and like what did they teach you? I don't know. <laughs> I think this uh for for this and uh, I mean I I don't want to disrespect anyone like I don't know. I don't know if I've I've taken much from from any anybody. Okay. Like like I've well, you said your mom's personality, you inherited a lot of that. Like, why do you think that is? Uh, I think that's just DNA stuff. <laughs> you think that's just DNA stuff? I mean, I only think that because now I have two. Well, I mean, what, so your brothers are the exact same as your mom, too? Yeah, we okay, all have so the same. So <laughs> like, we all have the same type of personality. Like, I mean, we all, you? we all think, and I was going to get to that. Oh, like, yeah. now having two daughters, like, yeah. like just one 14, one 6, like, this 14 year old I'm like yo 
act just like that. Uh-huh. And but at the same time, her mom acts just like yeah. like her as well. So it's like I don't know. I feel like that's just all science based. Basically. So you, but what I'm, I think that that's like it's whole nature versus nurture, right? Like you can say that it's all DNA based, and I'm not going to argue that it's not because I don't have enough data or research <laughs> to to refute that. But I do think that you still have to kind of go through the experiences and choose to make certain decisions. You know what I mean? Like I, right, our brains so, can be genetically wired to, you know, lean one way or the other or whatever. Depression's real, like all of these things that affect us. But there's still a decision and an attitude that you're choosing to walk through the world with in some capacity. All right. Just to jump back on the so the DNA stuff. Yeah. Like my I got my, my nephew. My uh, so my brother that's right under me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was killed in a, a car, not a car crash. He was killed by a drunk driver. I'm sorry to hear um, that. I, I didn't even when know that. My, my nephew was just six months old. Mm. So my nephew, like, basically don't know, don't know him. He know of him through, mm-hmm. you know, everything videos and and uh, everybody speaking of him. But at the same time, my nephew acts just like my brother that's acts. <laughs> so that's it was crazy. like for, for him not even to, you know, be around him to pick up. Mm-hmm. those personalities like yeah. it's like it's like yo they they look alike and <laughs> they like yo you know rel because rel, he's little rel rel junior whatever mm-hmm. it's like yo he does all the same stuff rel does That's like crazy. this is this is crazy and they just never met but um at the same time like i feel like you know we are we inherit so much of our personality i feel like through through our DNA, but at the mm-hmm. same time, um, through our experiences, we start to develop how we think and how we interact uh, with different uh, circumstances. And I am these days. I don't like to say say that uh, I don't. I'm not religious. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more faith faith based. Uh, I'm I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. Believe in Christ. Um, I believe in the Bible, so like grew up in the Baptist church, uh, and growing up in the Baptist church in the in the nineties, early two thousands, that meant that you was at church all the time, mm-hmm. um, through through everything, vacation, Absolutely. Bible school, you there from eight a.m. to eleven, and eleven p.m. Um, some days, especially because it was a, a family church as well. Yeah, <laughs> so I was always there. So. I think I took on uh, a lot of the principles of the Bible and and understanding that, and you know the biggest one obviously is the the golden rule for for any any faith any religion yeah. you know do under under others as you have uh, done done to you, yeah. And so as you're trying to you know navigate and weed through life, it's like. I don't really. I don't want any bad things done to me. So. Well, I, but that's such a practical way of looking at it, right? And I right. definitely understand that. But like, one, not everybody does that, right? So it's not as if like this is just the way things go. Like people are making logical decisions, and also I think that for a variety of reasons that can look very different for people in a lot of different ways, right? right? Like I don't think there's a lot of things that people do that we might say are bad that they fully believe are good intention. You know what I mean? So like I, I don't. And, and so I think it can be go. tricky, right? Uh, the the roadway to hell is paved. It's paved with good intentions. <laughs> but and, and like what what I'm thinking about is that like there is that I I would concede that there is a strong. First of all, I wanted to thank you for sharing. I didn't know that about your brother, so I, I appreciate you being vulnerable and 
being willing to share that. And I'm sorry to hear what happened to him. Um, and what even I think it's it's so magical that there is a, a DNA component, there is a genetic component to the things that we are and the way that we kind of move through the world that we inherit from whoever came before us. But I, to your point about how you were raised and, and the things that you chose, the principles you chose to live by, there's a reason you chose those ones in particular. That's what I guess I'm, I'm curious about is like, you know, we're, why those values, why did those things stick of all the things, because I'm sure people tried to impress upon you a lot of different ways to go about life. You know what I mean? It's not as if someone handed you a manual on how to be Emmanuel, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's I think, just like, I think most of what, most of how I feel and think is, uh, I guess came from, I would say a consequence of something negative happening. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, uh, the biggest negative that where I got most of my uh, thinking and, and thoughts from is that the absence of my biological father, mm -hmm. Emmanuel Graves yeah. Sr. and everything. And it's not so much the absence, it's just that the that he was, you know, available at times but just didn't show up. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, that's an absence, but it's just like, I'm able to go to your your mother house, uh, my father's grandmother's. Yeah. I'm I'm able to go there, and like you may have been here just two days ago, but yeah. now you're gone, yeah. <laughs> and here it is uh, on Christmas or Thanksgiving or something. Um, and so it was like, you know, <laughs> it's funny here, like oh, being left on the on the on the stoop waiting for your dad to, yep. uh, dad to come. Yeah. So it was. I Fresh actually, Prince episode. Yeah, yeah, I was actually like that was probably like one of my brightest aha moments. Like, yo, no, nah, this ain't happening no more. Like, mm -hmm. I can't just be sitting here waiting for somebody to come mm -hmm. um, and be with me. Um, that if they want to be with me, they will be here. So mm -hmm. next time, I said, Mom, my dad said he's coming. Tell him I'll be at the basketball court. Yeah, if he actually shows up. Yeah. So from now on, I'm like, I'm going to go do everything I want to do um, and not necessarily wait on anyone. So mm. I didn't. So from from there, it's like, I don't want to feel this way. If people need someone to be there for them, hey, if I'm able to, I will be there for you. That, um, that's so, so crazy, man. It's like, so it's like, like that. Not that I won't let someone down, but... If I have the ability to be there in even the smallest way, I'm mm -hmm. going to be the, be there. Yeah. <laughs> and I also tell people like, look, I don't volunteer for, for yeah. stuff, but if you need me, absolutely, and you can call me. Just just yeah, pick up you, the phone it's and not say, like you're you ain't trying to be a superhero. No, you know what I'm saying I, I get what you're saying, <laughs> right, so. but I, I I appreciate all of. First of all, I appreciate again you being so vulnerable and being willing to share all of these things because you know, you don't have to. And then the other piece of this is that whenever I think about everything you just said, man, I, I remember, and I said this a number of times on this podcast, someone told me that the only healthy way to deal with trauma is to give it purpose. And I think that as I continue to hear everyone's story that comes on this podcast, I think what I'm learning is that our purpose is somehow always tied to our greatest trauma. And it's like healing that greatest trauma in a way. And I think that's what I was trying to say earlier in the episode when we were talking and you mentioned, um, you know, there being a father there or excuse me, uh, 
your mom having a, a male figure role model in the house, but he wasn't necessarily like a father figure for you, that there was an absence of that. And then I think about how dedicated you are and all of these qualities that you embody. Like, it almost seems like you were, you became that in spite of, because you didn't get that yourself. And oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? 100%. I think that's, yeah. Like, if someone asks me, I'm like, I'll, I'll do everything I dis, dislike. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I didn't like not having power, so it's like, there's no way I'll, I'll not be, be there for, for, yeah. for my kids. Um, like, and then I I don't feel like I grew up poor, mm-hmm. but obviously there's more there's yeah. more opportunity and I was like I'm going to do everything I can do to provide. I didn't like that my mom like for like I I was actually having this uh realization that I probably didn't see my mom that much as a, as a youth. Mm-hmm. Cuz my, my mom worked 16 to 20 hours a day some some day come home basically take a nap and go go back to work, work so yeah. it's like i really can't think of like i've i spent that much time with my mom all i know is that my mom always provided and mm-hmm. did that and did those things uh that she had to do for us and but at the same time i took that and said i don't want to be that mm-hmm. <laughs> i want to be able to if my kids need to need me to take them somewhere in the middle of a day I can I can do that. So yeah. like again, my kids was the motiv- was the motivation to to achieve different things. But as you said, like there was trauma behind that to say, all right, I want to be as much in my kids' life as yeah. I want them to have as many memories about being with me as yeah. they as they can. So I definitely understand that, and you know I don't want to step on your story but i do want to share that i empathize with you with you in a real way about your relationship with your dad because it it, in in a lot of ways it almost mirrors mine you know like i was pretty much raised by my father's parents you know what i mean and like because of the things that he had dealt with and even is currently dealing with now from in a health related way you know he would always for the most part be intoxicated or you have something going on and uh he just he would be around but he wasn't there you know what i mean like and and i was thinking the other day about the fact that like i can't remember one like real positive memory of me and my dad together like doing something and that's that that sucks but i don't and i don't but i also recognize and i think i came to the conclusion a long time ago that for all the things that like you know i would have liked to have experienced with my father like I understand how life works now. You know what I'm saying? I dealt with my own issues with alcohol and stuff. So like, I understand how easy, you know, having a child or having a circumstance that puts you in a position where you have to grow up almost immediately can, can, can shake you. And it gave me just a different viewpoint. You know, it it sucks because I still don't feel like I have that relationship where I'm able to like look and have that level of love. I see other you know do or people in general have have for their fathers but i i do have a res- i think a respect for him that you know what i mean a healthy respect that you went through a lot you know what i'm saying and and now i understand how life can you know throw you curveballs and do all types of stuff so as a kid all i knew was that she was just never there you know what i mean but now as i think a more older man i can see like there was a lot of reasons why i could have been you know and it's not for me to say that 
you know, things couldn't have, I wouldn't have made the same decisions if I was in your shoes, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but I appreciate you sharing that because I'm like, it, it's so wild that the more things change and, and we grew up in very different circumstances, but that absence of that role model kind of led us in different directions. So, and me and my dad, we're, we're cool. Yeah. Like we, like I've actually never had any animosity. I was like, yo, whenever yeah. you show up is when you show up, yeah. like, I'm going to treat you like you, you are my dad. I mean, yeah. now, like, as being a, a older older person with their own family, like, I still don't have any animosity about about mm-hmm. about him. I'm like, at the same time, like, now I know and I'm actually being a father. Like, yeah. Like, it's not easy. It's, it's not, not easy. It's, it's not. But, I mean. Well, I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not what I don't know. <laughs> I guess right. I'm a well, dog easy. Now. I got a dog now. So it's not that. easy committing, <laughs> committing and being in someone's life forever. <laughs> like, yes. this is hard. Absolutely. <laughs> like, like, I'm going, hey, I'm going to be in your life forever. Yeah. What? That is a mad commitment. No <laughs> days off, man. No days. No, like, you wake no up. Days. No days off. Like, I can take a vacation, but it ain't really a day off. Like, Absolutely. I still have to think about you. Absolutely. Like, yep. Is my child there. eating a day? Should <laughs> I care? Like, she should be somebody else's responsibility right now. Oh, damn. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, Beth, go call and check on the kids. Because I, yeah. I don't ever do the calls. Like, Beth, go, Beth, call and check, check on them. But, um, so one thing I learned going through through college and, like, trying to maintain friendships uh even through uh colleges and is um so one thing i I say to people is like i I will meet you where you are yeah like if you can meet me where i'm where i'm at like so that's like like you we all got those friends just like that's still with us that like but probably not with us where where we currently are at Mm -hmm. but they're they're great friends They're, they're great people we love them and everything and it's for me it's like even people that i haven't spoken to in years and then all of a sudden you know with social media you'll just find somebody randomly yep. like yo what's up yeah like yo so in in that moment it's like i want to meet you where you are and mm-hmm. you, if you can meet me where where i'm at as well and hey maybe we can continue and grow and branch out into a relationship uh, from there and or you know we we stay and bounce back back bounce off each other and, and keep on going. Yeah, I, I kind of feel that I feel a, a very similar way. I think that at least you know in a lot of ways I've learned that sustainability that is to key. The What'd you say? Why did they do that to the Bentley? Oh, I don't know. That was ridiculous. <laughs> we, he, it, for the for the listeners who aren't in the room, he's talking about the fact that the Otis video is on the video or is on the screen right now and uh that's when kanye and uh hove chopped the top and oh they chopped oh i forgot they did this well it's kanye and hove but anyway <laughs> like a little bit no you're cool bro it's, <laughs> I, I, I think i think i got some things kicking them right now but. i'm sorry but hey hey it's all love wait what was this supposed to be Stroomcast. yeah Stroomcast. Stroomcast. oh my god right. but no like my the biggest thing that i i think that I'm hearing from you know what you're talking about is that there there's like your duty, the responsibility, the role that you want to play based on you know what you went through in your life and how you want to show up in other people's lives, how you want to be dedicated to these people, and the fact that like outside of that, you're still willing to extend those same services to others if they can meet you where you are, and you've utilized that to develop a sustainable ecosystem for yourself to. To thrive, it sounds like. 
you know what I'm saying, to maintain friendships, but to be, for all intents and purposes, everything you need to be for your family. And again, it goes back to me believing karma's real. Like, yeah. I feel like I, I won't ever fail. It's like, yeah. I feel like as long as I continually doing as much good as I can, like there's no possible way that I will I will fail okay. <laughs> anything. Like I, 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 I agree with that, man. Like one of the things that I think is most challenging, you know, for people to do is to, to have that almost kind of irrational self confidence in themselves, right? Like, you know, I don't wanna say it's I've like an overconfidence, before. But just belief. Uh, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like it really, it's, if you, if you can't believe in yourself, yeah. you can't expect anybody else to believe in you. That's a very right? important I can, point. You can't have a hundred people just constantly telling you can do it, you can do it, you can yeah. do it. You constantly telling yourself, "No, nah, this ain't working, dog." Like, what's going on? Like, I, I need to quit. <laughs> what? What do you mean? All right. Well, to that point, to that point, my next question is like, what is something you feel like you're good at, and why? Uh. I think one of the best things I, I, I recognize that I'm good at is reading people. Okay. Reading, reading what people want and okay. what, what, what people may need and uh, actually, you know, providing that to them. Okay. Uh, uh, it'll, it'll always work out well. Because, yeah. uh, well, so why, is that, why is that something you pinpoint, though, as something you're good at? Uh, because uh like I've been able to to build relationships um, um and keep relationships like mm. I feel like I've, I've never had an enemy in my life okay uh, no one dislikes me uh, <laughs> might, again that might be the false the, <laughs> the false confidence that, that like I, but I don't feel like I have anyone that that fully dis- dislikes me um yeah uh, I've been able to, you know, constantly like gauge my friends, uh, gauge just people, and also it, it works very well in business, like mm-hmm. understanding uh, who the audience is and what they are uh, looking for, and not necessarily being able to provide a hundred percent of what they want, but also but being able to recognize what I actually have to offer mm. that could be what they're they're looking for. Uh, that reminds me of like a story I remember listening to uh, about Jimmy Iovine, uh, and he talked about how his father told him. I don't know, you know who Jimmy Iovine is. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, um, but and the for story. the people who don't know that are listening to this podcast, he's a, a record executive or music executive, but um, super billionaire, super billionaire, yeah. um, Death Row Records and Interscope and all of that stuff. So uh, basically, I remember him saying uh, his father told him that every room he walks into is better because he's there. And I think for people that are that that may hear that and don't have a self like a a self-confidence or a a strong belief in self, they may look at that as arrogance. But I think that what you're talking about is exactly that. It's not as if you're going into business looking to people, please. It's about recognizing what people are looking for, but also recognizing what product and service you have to offer in exchange for, you know, what they have. You know, I think that it's almost or similar to the way I believe in pursuing purpose. It's like, if you figure out the unique thing that you possess, the universe rewards you for it. Like you'll ultimately just be discovered because the universe loves uniqueness. You know, it's the one thing that we utilize or that we, we recognize more than anything else, you know, in my opinion, but. So it's kind (laughs) of like only like recently I made the realization or connected it all together. But I mean, it kind of, 
even from being a, a youth, like so basketball. Yeah, I am very athletic, mm-hmm. but I don't have all the tools to be <laughs> the best player. Okay, but I knew I had you know more tools than most a lot of other people. Like I'm yeah. fast, I can jump, yeah. um, everything. I can think think quickly and all things. So I've always recognized what my particular skills were on okay. the basketball. So it was teams that. I got on that maybe I should shouldn't have been on. Yeah. But I recognized hundred percent what this team was lacking. Yeah. And I could bring that to the team. Mm. And at the same time, you know, I recognized what the coach was looking for. Yeah. Coach was looking for somebody with a lot of energy, boom, I'm your man. I got you. Okay. <laughs> you need the energy, I got it. You need somebody to jump and, and run all the way down the court, grab every single rebound, I'm making this team. Okay. And we're like, dang, he you know, you ain't that good. I'm not that good. But I know what the coach wants, and I gave the coach what he wanted. So yeah. I'm on the team. I'll, I'll see you next next week. Where does uh, where does that come from? Uh, what, what part? That ability. Like, because it, it, it seems like you, you clearly are, you have utilized from... it across multiple dimensions. Like, you're utilizing it in business now, but you use it in sports. And the willpower to even do to act on what you what you know too. If I, if I still come from just childhood with my okay. my family and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Again, mom basically being a single mom, just recognizing things that she need to help us move move along. Mm-hmm. All right, mom, I'm eight years old. You need me to learn how to use the stove and uh, cook, heat up some mm. food. Cool. Okay, I, I learned how to do that. All right, I'm already five foot two, yeah. <laughs> five foot tall. You need me to carry this heavy. If you know anything about 1990s and yeah. early 2000s uh, air conditioners, those things are heavy. <laughs> Twelve-year-olds should not have carried them. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, you Absolutely. need me to carry this air conditioner up three flights of stairs. I'll figure out how I'm going to do this. I'm going to take a couple breaks, but it's going it's going to make it up there. So um, I think it's all. It's probably everything probably gets centered around just uh, you know family. Uh, yeah. Finding out what my my family needed, what what's the purpose that they need me, um, the place that they need me in to you know help our family move along. Have you um, always noticed that about like that that ability in yourself? Like, because it seems like you've utilized it throughout his like life. You know, what I'm saying even as you like talked about being a child and recognizing what your mom needed and being willing to act on it. Like, you know what? I actually didn't know that. It's like. <laughs> I want to say it's like <laughs> realizing you you have a superpower. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I didn't notice it. It's like more of uh, something. So my business partner Ian, um, we've mm-hmm. done uh, several several businesses together. Um, I've recognized like his different characteristics, yeah. um, and I bring them out for him. But he is the one that actually like pinpointed to me like yo, you like because we'll we'll be talking about uh, different people. And we're trying to figure out how to build the relationship with yeah. him. And I'm like, and he'll start saying one thing. And I'm like, no, nah, for real, like, they actually are looking for this, this, and that. And then he'll, he'll take, he started taking steps back. And I was like, yo, I think, and as the relationship actually progressed and, uh, and formulated, he was like, yo, you, you were right. He was like, yeah. I think you, like, you do this a lot because you always, because I always do it to him. Like, mm. <laughs> Figure out what yeah. what 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 he needs on on his side, um, and he he helped me recognize like I actually like will sit down and analyze. And I always tell people like I'll go to lunch with people and be like, yeah, I'm just a people watcher. Like yeah. I love just sitting at the bar mm-hmm. and just like 
watching people. Like I like having a conversation with people, but yeah. at the same time, I'm paying. I'm constantly paying attention to my surroundings. Mm-hmm. I'm always like looking, like, looking scanning for information. the room, like seeing what what's going on. I I have children, so I hear very well. Okay, uh, <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. No, no, right. no. <laughs> like you have in in two household parents, you got yeah. one parent that's going to hear everything, yeah. and one parent that like. They won't hear nothing. Like right. I'm the one. Like you can I, put that on Beth. I ain't putting that on Beth. <laughs> I can hear the kids outside. <laughs> just, right, oh dang, Cameron just fell outside. <laughs> Man, should uh, be alright. <laughs> but alright, so that like it's crazy. Like, well, I don't really have much else to say because it sounds like you've had it also illuminated to you that that's a super, and you recognize it as a superpower, which is one thing that I always try to get people to do is to see like their uniqueness as a superpower. Oh. Um, and, and try to activate it in the world, and you clearly are. Oh, I'm, doing a, I'm that. a very self-aware person. Yeah, like I, I know, like it's a hard question to answer. Yeah, but I 100% know who I am. Okay, like, <laughs> you at least know where to start, right? Yeah, like yeah. I, I think that that's the the thing for me was like when I was looking for purpose, I had to figure. Like I, I realized once I found it that no matter what happens in life, I know where to start to figure out what I need to do. So, to 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 do something that brings me. Uh, meaning so uh, the question the next question I have for you I guess is what brings you joy or no I'm sorry not what brings you joy no I'm sorry let me take that back what are you afraid of is the next question I have for afraid. you afraid yeah is that like is that like stuff you cry about or it's whatever like, however you what, define what you fear man. what is fear? something that you're afraid of alright so this is, this is a complex thing because I Feel like I'm not afraid of anything. Okay. On 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 the basis of I I believe that Jesus is going to make it work out for me. Absolutely. So like I feel like But that's the rational is, way to look at it. Yeah. Like, and and yeah. this is it, it 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 gets a little irrational too cuz yeah. it's like yo you should be afraid some some things like but I don't know. <laughs> well, all right. Well, give me give me this then. Like, what is something? Because I, I I believe I would believe you, but I think that to get to that point, and I could be wrong about this, but you need to take a breath, right? Uh, What's that primal thing before you take the breath and get to that point where you're like, all right, I'm gonna be okay. Like, what's that? What's that feel? Like, what are those things before that that like can like shake you a little bit? <sighs> like, what could happen? What are the things that? Maybe you feel like are outside of your control. Man, these are these uh these are easy questions for me to answer. Yeah, but I don't want to answer them <laughs> in the like a jerk type of way. It's no, like, go ahead, answer. So, I mean, it. like Whatever. again, Bible, and uh, it's not even in the Bible, but the serenity, uh, um, is it a poem phrase? Prayer, serenity prayer, right? You know, yeah, uh, God, God grant give me, me the serenity. Yes, to, yes. Okay, to accept the so, things that cannot change. Again, yeah. that's something like things that live in my mind rent free. Okay. That lives in my mind rent free. I can't, if I have no control of it, I literally don't care about it. Okay. Like, I don't care about anything. Like, once it's out of my control, it's like, it's like, oh, Jesus, take the will. You got it. Okay. Like, I, why do I care anymore? So there's there's literally nothing that you feel like or not there's nothing that you fear you feel like you've ever had to overcome in terms of a fear or even address in terms of a fear As a before fear or just no. like something that's no. like shaking you no no not that's really in, that's impressive 
No, because it's like, I mean, there's obviously things that I won't do. Like, I've been afraid of heights, um, but that was it was just something that like my body just acts weird when I'm alive. Like, I don't want to do that. Let's start there. Like, that's a, that you're, you said you've been afraid. Are you still afraid of heights? No. Okay. So how did you deal with that? I just started getting on roller coasters. So you forced yourself out of that position. Yeah. Okay, so my friends were having fun, and I, I was sitting on the sideline waiting for them. Sitting, they were standing in lines because we were broke, so we didn't have fast passes. <laughs> so now I gotta stand, I gotta wait. Okay, so, for an hour by so, myself. <laughs> so my thing, so it sounds like it's not that you're unafraid of things; it's that you're willing to uh, address the things you are afraid of. I like that phrase. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, let's use that. Yeah, all right, we'll go with that. Okay, because I, I do think that like it. it 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 to me that would sound a little wild to not know fear at all. Yeah, no, no, no. So it's not like like I'm not going to Australia or nothing. Like, like but there's some scary so stuff in Australia. Okay, but what? So when you say that, what are you? Referring but those to? things aren't realistic to me. That, but what I'm saying <laughs> though is that you just said there's some scary things in Australia. Right. What is scary in Australia? Animals. Okay. Like, the and, world is scary. Okay, but what about all right, the animals? So, I mean, all right, so the, the biggest thing really for me is that like my life is my life is real. Like yeah. I live I live a real life. Okay. Like so everything that I experience is just real stuff. I don't think I can be afraid of real things. So like you, the un all right, the unknown can can strike fear to me. Okay. And I think the unknown strikes fear in a lot of people. That's why we That's have fair. racism and, and everything. Yeah, but uh, not even to make it so esoteric about like all of these things. It, it, I think more fundamentally, you mentioned animals. You yeah. said animals are scary. Like, if what you is give it about- me a chance to process what's happening, I'm not going to be afraid. But 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 that but you keep going to the next step. What I'm saying is that your initial reaction was. Australia, right, and in like animals. So have what you I'm seen hearing, videos of Australia? Yes, I have. It's wild there. But what I'm saying is that you like that's fear. Yes, there, but there's something in that. But that, I don't have the experience that fear. You're right. Because I'll but never not, be but, there. But I'm not. I'm not saying that it's. I'm not asking you what is a reasonable fear. Right. I'm just asking you what is something you're afraid of. And it sounds like in that element, if if for some reason you found yourself in that element, that sounds like something. That you don't feel prepared for. I I will not be prepared. No. So is it is it is it that is it fair to say that you may be afraid of being unprepared? Yes, that, that's fair. Okay, all right. Yeah, I don't like being unprepared, and I think because I which is think- also a weird thing because a lot of people that know me <laughs> yeah. know well. No, no, not so much. People think that I will just jump up and do something. Okay. Not understanding that I process things. Yeah. Internally. That like, that's funny. Really well. No, so, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, that's it. No, I'm just, just saying like that's that's so funny because I think that's like that that flies right. That's like the opposite of the thing that you feel like you're really good at. Right. You know what I mean? Like you were able to be prepared to be there for all of these people do the things that are necessary you sitting and you even saying yourself like you like the people watch that to me is just data collection so that you can be prepared for whatever you have to do and it's funny that it sounds like the thing that you're afraid of is being unprepared and i'm bringing up animals but i would imagine and you could tell me i'm wrong it's not so much the animals it's like the fact that these are unpredictable forces of nature Right. That can cause you harm. Yes. And you don't know how to deal with those because 
it's not part of your regular everyday life, but you have a confidence that if you needed to, you would adapt. Yeah. I'm okay. not moving to Miami. Like, <laughs> no, no, but, no, but no, no coastal places. Like hurricanes are unpredictable. Yeah. Like, but what? that's what, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if you've ever thought about that, but it sounds like that's the thing that you, you are genuinely afraid of is being in a circumstance where you're unprepared. Yes. I also don't like sketchy people. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> like, no, people who you like you can't read. Like Okay. Like if you can't read that person, they don't need to be around. See, like, and I think people like what what is it about what is it that like makes them a bad or not even a a a person you don't want to be around just because you can't read them? I can't prepare for what they're about to do. That's that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, that's so, fascinating, so. man. So you can't be around people that you can't be prepared around. Yeah. So like, it's like, I am very, I hope this on, you know, I can yeah. get canceled. I don't really care. But like, I, I have no problem being around black people in any circumstance, yeah. like any situation. Yeah. I am comfortable. Yeah. I do have a problem being around all white people. Yeah. I am uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I'm, I, I have very but, love, but like <laughs> I have very loved ones that are white. Yeah. But if you get me in the middle of nowhere with a bunch of white, yeah. I will feel fear. It will, and I, I don't think that that's unreasonable. I think what you're experiencing, if I if I could be so bold, because I, it, it sounds like this, when we talk about black and white, really what we're talking about is culture in a lot of ways, right? Like outside of the literal co- difference in color of our skin, what we're referring to is that there's a comfort you feel because you know how to navigate and communicate with people that look similar to you. When, when there's a lot of white people and histor- historically we've learned that misaligning or doing the wrong thing could result in a real danger to us. So it's not irrational to say like, I'm uncomfortable around a lot of white people because one could argue that you may have a realistic fear that if you do the wrong thing or don't, if you're unprepared, something, your life could be in danger in, yes. in, a, in a way, right? Yes. What and, and what I recognize that is if you strip away the black, white and whatever and just focus on the behaviors, what cultural competency tells us is that it's our relationship with difference. Difference is the unknown. It's the unprepared for. Right. What is your relationship with that and how do you react when you experience it? And you and one could argue that we all react on a continuum um, in different ways. And depending on what your goals are you can push yourself more into those spaces. So what I've rec- what it sounds like you've done is that you've become really confident in your ability to deal with things once you have to, but the things that like you have yet to experience and and still re- like lie outside of your under your full understanding, that brings you a little anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that and that's and that's reasonable but to say like I'm just fearless is I think that's what I was trying oh, to yeah. get no, to. Oh yeah, no, no, that's a wild statement. That's a yeah, wild statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, okay, like, okay. So like, like the last time like I actually like felt some like real fear was like the beginning of the pandemic mm-hmm. when they, when like the orders was coming out that things was about to get shut down, Absolutely. and like the fear was what is getting shut down? Like mm. what? Like what's happening? And yeah. it wasn't even about me because yeah. like. Like I've always like I always tell like people around like I'm gonna be all right like mm-hmm. my family we're gonna be all right like, I know how to do whatever to I I I have to do like so that that's not a, not an issue it was just like 
I have uh, I don't think we I think we had like 150 employees at the time. Mm. I'm like, yo, I have 150 employees, and I'm I'm in an industry where um, not not any caused by us. It's just that the the population of workers basically mm. are are living in in poverty. Like, mm-hmm. and like so it's like if they shut us down. These people are done. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I know I'm going to be cool, but, like, they're already in poverty. Mm-hmm. Like, they shut us down. Like, they're done. So, like, that actually struck fair for me. I was like, like, that was only, like, one last time I remember, like, having some anxiety. Like, yo, I don't know what is about to happen. And I don't know what I can tell people. Because yeah. not only, not only am I responsible for telling them? Like, people actually look at me to, to like, provide them with answers yeah. uh, for, for things. Because, like, you know, you're we're, we're at a, you know, an age and that, like, we're starting to take over mm-hmm. um, as, like, the mentor level um, in, in a lot of our groups. So people, like, look at, like, yo, he, yeah. like, what's happening? I'm like, yeah. man. I'm I'm with you. I don't know, yeah. but <laughs> hopefully, and that's the only time. Like I was like, I don't know it's like exactly, and I had to just say, hopefully, you know, these happen. And it's not just like I know, like everything's gonna be all right because yeah. we're dealing with human beings who are unpredictable. Like they, You're right. like yo, we shutting this all down. That's and that's, that's kind of what happens. Like. It's like a lot of unrational things happen during during that period. <laughs> I, I, I think that's real. In hindsight, when you look back at it, you're like, why did this happen? Yeah. Like, why was it like, why is everything shut down and there's no construction on the road? Like, yeah. there's no one that has to go anywhere. Why are the roads getting fixed? Like, yeah. at least give those people a paycheck. <laughs> like, that, to me, it's that real. would be rational. Like, Absolutely. If, if they can work, un, like, and they actually cut off all the roads. Like, why not so do that? So you can fix one problem while addressing another. Yes. I, I, I agree with you. I think that it's interesting that the, the situation as you're describing it would have put you in a position where you were looked at as the person that needed to be accountable, but right. you didn't know how to be, you didn't know how to fix it. And, um, and it's like that, like that inability to fix things. Have you ever thought about what happens then? Like if you, if luckily it doesn't sound like whatever catastrophe you were looking to subvert happened, but like, what if it comes to that in a situation where I was unprepared? Well, no, no. I'm saying like, just hypothetically, not in a realistic or Uh real life situation, but like what happens, how do you feel you would react if that ultimately occurs? If you're in a position where the people that you, that, that you know look to you for support, guidance, and you feel that responsibility and you can't do nothing for them? It would look like anxiety. Like, a breakdown. You would break down. I would probably break down. That's uh, real, man. That's like, real to admit. It's like, I mean, first, it's like the to have a family not be able to depend on you is one thing, but now you have like multiple families multiple communities like if you just kept it to like and and again i'm not trying to put anything bad you know but it's just like just the hypothetical of it all like who are we when we can't do the thing that we or have always prepared ourselves to do like because we got to be prepared for that reality too right you know what i mean like what would you do in that circumstance and you said it's powerful that you said you would break down because that's a very vulnerable thing to say my my go-to is just say f it 
Like, yeah, that's that's my go to. It's just be like, mm. ah, it is what it is. Yeah, like a lot of people heard me say, I ain't, I ain't so got funny. no control over it. It is what it is. You ever think uh, if your dad, or and again, I'm not trying to make excuses or anything, but you ever think if your dad was in a similar position, like, because from a youth looking at, like, from the outside looking in, you he had a responsibility, and you adapted. You're like, if I got to do what it is, I got to address it. He can come to me. But it, I'm thinking, like, what if he was in? He found himself in a similar situation, and that's and, and he didn't know what to do, and had that same reaction you just said, like, it is what it is. Maybe that's part of his personality. I get DNA. <laughs> DNA. <laughs> it's just funny to me how sometimes, like, I have this quote that I always try to remind myself of. It's like, be be careful of the things you hate, lest you become it. And I hmm. think that it's not is that like from Batman. I think it is. Like. Yeah, it might be. I'm a big nerd, so it might be from Batman. But it's it's this idea that like you you can rally against something so much that you don't recognize the things that you are doing to become that, or not not necessarily saying that you would be a bad father or anything, but you don't recognize where your vulnerabilities lie. Right. You know, because if you wouldn't have said that, you would break down. Now you you that could have caught you off guard. The first time it happened, at least now you know that that's a vulnerability and you can oh. figure out what to do in that circumstance, oh, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. how do I, who am I when I can't be the provider? Uh, I'm prepared to process my, my feelings. Yeah. Um, that's real, though. I, I, think, uh, I think I'm prepared to take a step back and, um, and, and, and think about what's happening and, and then try to address it. Like I don't, yeah. I don't think I necessarily need to have a direct plan right now. Yeah, I think I some things you just gotta let happen yeah. so you can react. And, Absolutely. And I think if if you try to you know you know plan the reaction, things can go bad. Like yeah. you and I, we just play chess. Yeah. And as much <laughs> as I, you know. I wasn't going to talk about it. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah. I won, you, so you I don't me. Like, as much as I thought I knew what you were going to do, yeah. you did something different. And then all of a sudden, you know, before I knew it, I lost. Yeah. And I was unprepared. Yeah. But, hey, you did a good job. Yeah. Because you were prepared for all the reactions but, that I had. But the thing was, like, and if I could just give you some insight into my mind, like, I was thinking about what you were going to do. But I was also thinking about, like, what was important, what was happening on the board in front of me, right? Like, a lot of times, and I've learned this, and I'm not saying, I'm not that great at chess, so don't get me to lying, but, a, like, the people who are good, because I watch a lot of chess videos, they say that the failure that a lot of people make is that they'll either play the opponent or they play the board, but they don't do both. And that's what the chess masters are able to do. They can conceptualize doing both of those and they can figure out what they want to do from there. And it's difficult to keep both of those kind of things in mind because you want to react. Like, there's times I'll be playing chess and I'm following the person's move. Like, they move on the left side of the board, I make a move on the left side of the board. They move on the right side of the board, I'm moving on the right side. Like, it, you just get caught in certain rhythms. So I think that there's this beauty in it when you recognize that, to your point, you're never going to know exactly what to do in every circumstance. But it's okay to, like, just take a break take his beat and then just realize like there was a lot of times when I'm like I knew what I wanted to do but then you would do something and I'm like all right do I want to do that do I want to do that and you just realize oh I have more options I have more opportunity here and I would say that's true even in like you know the way you see yourself even being this provider and having these strong personality types that that lean towards you know 
offering the universe positive karma, right? Like if you are in a space where somehow you couldn't be that person, it would be interesting, but it wouldn't be a failure because you still have the tools you need to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, you would probably be afraid because you're unprepared, but I think I ain't that. But but I do think that it's like you, sometimes we forget that it, it's okay to admit our vulnerability so we can start to address it. It's like if you have a hole in the side of your house and nobody like you can't admit it to yourself. So when just keep coming in, coming at some point, you got to admit, dog, there's a hole over there. Right. <laughs> and I can either address it or I cannot. But I need to make a decision and at least deal with the reality of what's there. So like, it's all know. right. I feel like it's hard to say that I'm a self-aware person and then, you know, not not realize that <laughs> <laughs> there's things that I should be afraid of. And can't but, be but, it's, but being a self-aware and person anxiety. is an ongoing thing, though, I right. think. Like, you, to your earliest point, like, I think that it's this constant evolution. I think the beauty of all of this is realizing that we're never going to get to the final stage of whatever we're supposed to be. It's just you're always just going to keep getting better and keep getting closer. Out. You know what I mean? So yeah. <laughs> lights out. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, hey, my all right. Well, what I'll say is this: like on a more positive note, transitioning. I'm not. I don't know why I said what I'm going to say is this. I'm, I'm just <laughs> rambling right now. But <laughs> the next thing, the next Strooms. question I have for you. <laughs> the next question I have for you, uh, on a more positive note, is when you think of the ultimate version of yourself, what does that look like? Like visioning. Like, what are you doing? What's happening? What's going on? I ain't doing nothing. All right. Just nothing. Okay. Just waking up. Okay. Doing anything I can do. <laughs> you just said nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you just said anything. Like, the ultimate thing is like nothing with, with, with purpose. Okay. Like just you don't have to do anything. Is, yes. is that what you're trying to say? Okay. Yes. I don't Nothing's have forcing you to, to no, move. A nothing way. forcing. Okay. No okay. one. Nothing. Period. So it's like ultimate freedom. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's why I love. You know, we were talking about anime earlier. That's why I love One Piece. That's why it's literally like my favorite anime ever. Because for every character and all my nerddom that I've come across, the the Wolverines and Marvel and all of this stuff. Monkey D. Luffy might be, in my opinion, the greatest fictional character ever because his motivation is so pure. And he just wants to be the Pirate King because the Pirate King is the most free person in the world. And and I think that is the dopest motivation. And, like, he just wants to be free with his Nakama, with his friends. Like, and that's it. you know it. what? I'm upset with myself that <laughs> I have not watched it before. Yeah. Because I res- that resonated with me Yo. when I watched the first of the live live thing i'm like yeah i, I still I'm, I'm, <laughs> it comes up on netflix and be like yo you want to watch this and i'm like you know what i'm gonna put this on my list and yeah. i'll never go to it but you know monkey d Luffy, yo. like he what he said like i just want to be free like, yeah and, be free. and it's just like any in the, the one thing that i love about it too is that like and uh you'll read about this and all of these people the people who inherit the so-called will of D, they if they die, they all die smiling. No matter the circumstance, they all die with a, with a smile on their face. And I think that that's even so dope as a narrative trait in the story because what it shows you is that no matter what goes on or what happens or whatever, if you're living the, the way that you're supposed to, however it ends, it's a good ending. 
And I remember thinking to myself, like I was driving, I, I said this in an earlier podcast episode, but I was driving through the na- some neighborhood and uh, I just thought, yeah, like, yo, if a bullet flew through this window and killed me, like, how would I feel? Like, what would I think? And huh? I just, just, just like randomly, not saying I don't have any beef, I'm not in the streets, <laughs> but like, just like on some, like, you know, just some um, innocent bystander type stuff, just, and just took me out. Right. Like, how would I feel? And I like started laughing, like, like, I don't know, maybe I watched too much One Piece, but like, I started laughing and crying at the same time because I realized like, yo, it doesn't even matter. Like I figured it out. I was, I've, I've been able to have a genuine insight into why I believe I'm here and every day I get to move forward in that is a blessing. So like if it did randomly through no fault of my own stop here, like I could die with a smile on my face. And I hope that's how the ambulance would find me is like me, like smiling <laughs> like a one piece character. But like, that's the, that's why I love that motivation because it's so, it's really so pure. So I connect with that too, man. Like wanting to be free, like yeah. to just do whatever with people that matter to you. I mean, I think it started with, uh, you know, going to school. <laughs> yeah. And like a lot of people, I don't really have an opinion on college or, uh, mm-hmm. or not. Uh, I think everybody should just figure out what they what they gonna do for themselves. Yeah, uh, and all. Uh, but I mean, I'm happy I I want um experienced that and uh, got an education because uh, I don't think I'd be anywhere near where I'm currently at. Because mm-hmm. uh, again, my love language is of service, and that's being an accountant. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah, you provide service to people. There you go. Um, so uh, thing. Where was I going? I don't even know. You're but, talking about like learning from college and learning from oh, that experience. Oh no 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 no. That wasn't it. Uh, oh my bad. I was, thought I was listening. Well, my bad. Go ahead. I know but, my homie Bianca somewhere. Like I told you, you don't listen. To me. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Do my bad, man. All right. <laughs> But wait, what was the question you asked me about? No, we were you were you. Oh no talking. no no! All right, I yeah. know where I'm at. I know where I'm at. So yeah yeah. yeah. So it's like I finally uh, I got suspended from college. Man, yeah. so freshman year, I I didn't do anything I was supposed to do. So except right, kick me out. Boom, mm-hmm. go home. I went home. I started working the manual labor job. Mm-hmm. I said, "Whoo, this is hard work. This is what my mama did mm-hmm. for all her life, and she's still doing it. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Like I don't wish that on anybody." So I was like, "No." Nah, Mm-hmm. I ain't doing this no more. I ain't never going to be doing a manual labor job unless I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll, I'll help you build your house. Mm-hmm. I'll help you build something. But that's because I wanted to do it. Not, not to get paid to do it. So from there, I was like, yo, all right, I'm not, I'm not using my hands. I'm not breaking down my body mm-hmm. to, to make a living. I'll use my mind. And then from there, it's like, yo, I'm tired of working for somebody. Because yeah. this dude keep on telling me how many times – well, not this dude. I mean, he's a good person. I get what you're saying. But he was telling me that he goes and he he saw every one of his daughter's uh, events, every single one of them, mm-hmm. whenever he felt like it. And I was like, yo, you know what? I don't even have to be here. I'm here because I want to be here. Yeah. So I actually want to be at home. So <laughs> let me just, hey, I'm going to put in my, my dang, I gave him like seven months notice. I'm going to mm-hmm. put in my seven months notice. I'm done June uh, June 30th, mm-hmm. uh, 2018. I'm out. Man, mm-hmm. no people talk to you. Like, you sure? Yeah. Are you sure this is what you want to 
yo, I was sure like two years ago, but yep. I kept on staying because I worked for the only black um, uh, accounting firm in the in the city, uh, mm-hmm. in the area actually, and they were very loyal to me. Again, mm-hmm. I told you uh, about my brother being killed, so mm-hmm. they were loyal loyal to me through a, a whole bunch of things going on uh, in life. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna stick it out. Oh, that's why I also gave him a seven month notice that I was out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it came. So that was, like, one part of being free, like, from being a child. Like, I ain't trying to do manual labor. Mm-hmm. I ain't trying to work for nobody. I want to be able to use my time however I want to use my time. And then, now, here I am. Now, my next step is to yeah. not have to dedicate time to anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the that's the <clears throat> beauty of, like, I think this, like, the journey is of self-discovery is that you get closer and closer to the one thing that really matters to you most. Right. And I think you, you learn to appreciate the journey because in a lot of ways, a lot of the stuff that you're going to experience is out of your control. Like a lot of the circumstances you mentioned, like, you know, not to say that you did yourself any favors, whatever you were doing up slippery rock, but you know, you had to go home, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And then you had to do something else. And like at a certain point you start letting life happen to you. And I think that that's the beauty of, having the determination to figure out who you are so that you can start dictating how life happens. And I think that that's why, like, you know, again, not to make this a one piece episode, but like, that's the beauty of like Luffy's journey is that his goal was to be the pirate King, to be the one who is the most free in the world. Right. But he recognizes that he needs people to do that with. And he recognizes he needs to support them too. So like, even if you watch the live action show, like each of those steps, like he was always willing to your point to help somebody. And once those people were able to figure out their purpose, Zoro being the greatest swordsman in the world, you know, Sanji going to the all blue, like their goals became so lofty that now they feed into him and they get better. And it became this, you know, cycle of support. And I think that that's the beauty of like really figuring out like, what is it that you're meant to do? And I think it's so funny that you haven't watched one piece. Cause it sounds like you do that. Like you keep saying like my, I do service and I'm, I provide service, but you're providing service to get yourself to a point where you can be free to the point where you don't have to provide any more service in a sense that you could do literally whatever you want, you know, which is interesting. Yeah, I can't wait to get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, there's a lot of things. For me, I think, you know, it, it's fascinating to, to hear these stories because I really believe in this concept of, like, the monomyth, like, that we're all living the same story, just slightly different. And <laughs> I, I, I appreciate these moments because I had no understanding. I had, one, I didn't know nearly as much about you as I thought I did. So there's that. But... I also never know how these narratives are going to shape. And and I just ask these questions, but it's always striking to me how much I have in common with everybody that I speak to. And I don't think it's, I don't think that's a unique thing to me. I think everybody has this opportunity for them. I'm just fortunate enough to see it in the form of stories and listening to people. I think. All right. I got a question for you. Yeah. Do you have a that's memory? That's at the end of the episode, but go ahead. Go. Oh, no, that's hey. all right. Go ahead. You can ask me now. Do you What's have up? a memory of us together? Like back in the day, yeah. Like trying to think, like when we were on campus. Not really. I don't think so. Really? All right. How about this? Let's see if I can jog your memory. All right. We we was in Butler. Uh, we went to. I think we went to Marine State uh, Park. 
But I think we either went to the movies. But we in your Escalade. <laughs> yeah. We also got uh, got high, right? Okay. And we went through a drive-through, and I kept on asking for a hot dog at a at a burger spot. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh yeah. Wait, was Cav there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cav is, always, Cav there. is always there. We always gotta put Cav in the story because I'm like, wait a minute. All right. Yes. Yeah, you know. <laughs> All right, all right, yo. Like, all right, that's the same like, way. That's it's so hard for me, and it, shout out to Kev, man. Like that, it's always so hard to me for me to like remember like focused stories. I remember experiences and feeling more okay. than I remember specifics, unless like I, I it's like a story that like had a, a significant impact on like how I seen somebody or how I viewed them or whatever. No, with right? me, you, Kev, and Deron. I was gonna say there's some, I feel like there was a fourth person there. The ride was there. Yeah, that escalate, man. Oh my god, so many memories, yo. So one thing I I've been good at is connecting, like remembering who people are and why I remember yeah. who who they are. And like one thing I remember about you is that yeah. like you you create a opportunity to have a good time yeah. uh, with with people. And yeah. hey, I'm always up for a good that's, time. That's so and a happy funny time. you say that, so. man. Like. I, I would I really appreciate you. See, I never know why God puts me in these positions to have these conversations, but that's super affirming because one of the whole reasons, and I don't know if I said this on the podcast episode before, but the reason I started the podcast was because of the Tom's Pub podcast. Like, I, I re, the the whole Tom's Pub idea was like what we were doing. You know, whenever I had the apartment and you know we were hanging out and. When I looked around, and I remember one of my homies said to me, and this is maybe not the best thing, but it is what it is. He was like, yo, you have killers in your crib. And I was laughing because to me, it wasn't even about that. It was about like all of these people just sitting around hanging and like, like you know, being comfortable being themselves. Like all of these people, no matter what circumstance they were in outside of my apartment, no matter what they were doing, they came together and they were laughing and joking and just, I could see them letting their hair down. I remember one of my homies, like one of the funniest things, I didn't even know he would do it. So for him to not do it, I appreciate, but he was like, yo, I feel like I don't even got to bring my gun in here. I was like, well, I appreciate that, bro. Like, but so for you to say that, it, it's just affirming to me that like, maybe like, I, I believe that that is my goal. Like, and to you know even double down on that that's the same opportunity one of my other college homies nate brought to me was like yo like would you want to help me open this nice spot because i i think that you have an ability to bring people together so I told you i can read people so i see you're good at what you do man i appreciate you yo so you answered my question you would just be super free like monkey d luffy uh if you can uh if you could do anything you'd want to do and then you're the ultimate version of yourself um, but to loop this all back together and to, to round this conversation out, bro, if I were to ask you again, after all of this conversation, after all of this talk, who are you? How would you answer the question again? I, um, dang. <laughs> this, we looped this? Yeah. All right. All the way again? back to the end, man. The journey always ends where it begins. I think naturally I'm a weirdo. Okay. I said that already. Yeah. I think um, I think anyone who knows me will say that say that also. And mm-hmm. I like to say like being weird is like is normal. People think they're they're normal. It's just they, a synonym just, for uniqueness, bro. That's all. Unique? No, it's not even about being unique. That's like, what weird is. is it's it? the it's whatever is outside of the norm. It's like you have we all have a version of how we think things should be. 
we know what's cool we know what's not right. and the, anything we don't have a justification for that we're experiencing it's weird it's weird and like that's what i'm saying is that all i'm saying is that what we're what we should Everybody look at should as is weird. unique everyone should just not care and that's <laughs> that's who i am it's really the shroom pot all right <laughs> yeah, that's 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 who i am like yeah. i i i don't care i care enough that I like just don't care yeah like, like you you care but like you don't it seems like it's part of that freedom aspect like you don't necessarily feel tethered to the expectation and boundaries that other people might be because you're willing to always jump outside and be a weirdo and act yeah whatever yeah like, i like that yeah um and like so it's, it's hard to, to tell people that you just don't care yeah because then like, like they feel like Oh, you have you're just heartless, yeah, emotionless. Like, no, yeah. I'm not emotionless. I'm not heartless. It's just that, again, I live life moment to moment. So this yeah. moment, like, we're in, like, even if I had something bad happen before I came here, mm-hmm. once I stepped in here, this is where we're at. Yeah. Like, so, like, maybe you we should really read One Piece, bro. Like, you you're literally talking like Monkey Luffy right oh, now. Go ahead. It's funny. Go ahead. My I'm bad. a comic book man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But look, like, because that's it's so funny. You keep saying like I just don't care because I can see how it can get a negative connotation. But like, you'll notice as you get into it, like the character himself, like he is not about like his goal is to be the Pirate King, right? Everybody in the the story is looking for the you know the treasure, the yeah. One Piece. He's he'll get that by virtue of just being a pirate king, but he doesn't even care about that. Like he comes across things in a story. He helped Nami out in her village because right. they were his friends. Oh, that's part. That's of the like first. that. That's that's all. He doesn't care about the bounty and who's what and who this person is and how strong they are. He's like, oh, these are my friends. He don't care about what it is. Everyone said a pirate exactly. is exactly. Like, I'm different. <laughs> I'm different. I'm me. Like he, Two and then, like exactly. I'm different, and, I, <laughs> and that's that and that's and that's often weird. And like that's the thing that I think is so genuine about either the the writer himself is that he recognized the value of making a character like this. Like that is not like because Goku wanted to be the strongest. If you're watching anime, yeah. like you know, if you're a Naruto fan, he wanted to be the fifth Hokage. Like all of these characters that we're used to seeing have a definitive goal. This dude's goal is literally just to be free with his friends. And, like, he has a, an amazing journey to become that. And I hear that coming from you so much because you're always saying I'm weird and I'm this and that. It's like you even said earlier, like, I'm a, um, a quiet rebel or something like that, right? <laughs> like, it's this idea that, like, you're rebelling against, down. like... I ain't say that. <laughs> all right, my bad. <laughs> but, like, you're rebelling against this, the, 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 uh, the, the whatever people are saying you should do. And you're just trying to be the most you you can be in in, in spite of that. And, it, and it, I think it goes a little deeper because mm-hmm. it's not even trying to be a rebel. Because then mm-hmm. being a rebel means you're hearing what anybody says. Yeah. So it's just me. Like, I'm just like, I know what I want to do. And that's yeah. the only thing I care about doing. Yeah. Like, I want to, you know, raise my daughters. I want to be with my wife. Yep. I want to be at home. Like, these are the things yeah. I want to do, and these are the things I'm going to do. Like, go. oh, hey, dang, you, you don't never come out. I don't, don't care. care. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. And you're getting old, too. That's why. Right. Yeah. That's why. All right, bro. Well, now, this is another opportunity. If you want to, you can ask me at the end of the pod any questions you have for me. Oh, man. What made you pick over here to live? Uh a little bit of convenience because there's a lot of stuff over here 
a lot of options. I felt like it was outside of the city, and so it was a little bit more affordable, but it was also close enough to the city that, like, I can get wherever I need to go super quick. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And, like, the biggest thing for me after staying where I was staying for so long was that I needed to be able to walk outside from my apartment. Like, I needed a balcony. Like, I wanted that. And, like, coming over here. Yeah, that's a nice balcony, too. Yeah, really. Yeah, thank you. And, like, coming over here, you know, once the lanternflies leave, like, that was the biggest thing that I took away from this, this space was, like, yo, I can... I can chill like I love the rain so okay. I got I can watch it rain I can be out there if it rains like I can do whatever and I can just be comfortable like I like you know I, I've always said to myself that I need to figure out what I'm going to do because I've never really been a big fan of big spaces like I've never like I've been fortunate to live in some really amazing places but like when it comes down to like what I'm comfortable with less is best yes. you know and like I, I joke about being a minimalist because I have like certain standards that minimalists may not have, but I just like a, a small tight space and I like being able to maneuver, you know, and, and essentially like a launch pad for adventure. That's all I need. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So that's, that's dope. That's a very long winded way of saying that's a smaller part or a all small right. apartment, but I guess it's not too small. So. No, it this is, is nice for, Thanks, you, for yourself. Like, yeah, exactly. why would you want to maintain? Exactly that. That's I don't the main maintain piece. my house, man. There's <laughs> always when I was in when I stayed on Winthrop, all, like like uh, in my old job, it was this beautiful, super big house, and I, I enjoyed it a Wait, lot. Hold on, but hold on. Like, before I, you before you start, because I've been through that house. That house was lovely. Yes. Um, I don't call you Tommy. Does anybody call you Tommy? No. Well, not really. I don't no? know. Yeah. Does anyone know what you do? Well, <laughs> yes, people know what I do, man. Like I don't man, know what you do. I've had my co- I've you I've had colleagues on here. Two thousand five, man. Wait, I don't know I work, what you do. I work with students. What do you do, education. Tommy? I work with students in higher education. That's what I did. Students in higher education. No, like it was students. I worked in higher education. That's uh, higher I was, like education. staff. All the people that helped you. Higher education. College. Yeah, whatever. Yes. <laughs> I'm not doing this with you, man. Tommy, higher education? That's what it's called. Okay. What do you want me to okay. say? That's another word. It's a bigger word for college, you know, but I oh. essentially work for students at the next phase of their collegiate experience. That's the profession, but I worked at CMU and I worked with students in like counseling and uh, residential education and all that stuff and cultural competency and that. So I'm, I'm probably going to take me. some of that out because I don't want this to be associated with that but regardless like uh that's like the that's what i was doing so yeah and part of that is like why i was staying in all of those places so i've only known you that you worked at the university you see didn't know why yeah the, the biggest thing that i knew you talked to a lot of people yeah but that, that was my know, thing like i, prov- I know a lot I of like people a, that talk to a lot of people yeah <laughs> I was like one of the uh, point of contacts for students there in a supportive capacity, like all of that stuff. So Um, then that's probably not going to sound like any more of like any clear. I can't wait to cut this all out. And then people be like, what did he just say? (laughs) Um, But no, uh, (laughs) but any other questions? That was that was was hilarious. He's like, anybody know where you work? I should have said I work with cold work. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, um, this has been fun though, man. I appreciate you 
Sharon, man, it's, it's interesting that, like, you know, I can see the thematic elements from the song, like, you're rooting for everybody black, but in the essence, you're just, you know, you want positive and good for everybody, you know what I'm saying? And and I can see that's, that's black. you know, black, I'm sorry, yeah. I don't want to, <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to, I don't want to all lives matter this, uh, your no. statement, <laughs> um, but I, I definitely see the theme there, and I, I feel like this has been a, a, a real testimony to like the value of me doing this pod uh, for me because I've learned so much from everything you shared today. And it's, it's a, it's one of those points in the moment of full transparency. Like I'll admit, like in having moved and going through everything that I'm going through with, you know, having left my job and trying to pursue the things that are important to me, it was starting to feel like, I was starting to feel like the lull that comes with a good idea, right? Cause you got to get through that space where you're super excited and everything is up and then you're just doing it. And then it starts to kind of teeter. I was like, man, I'm not feeling all, I'm not always feeling great about doing this, I'm mm. just, but I'm going to keep doing it. Cause I know I have to, I know that this is the part of the journey that you have to be consistent. Right. But you coming in here and sharing what you shared and us kicking it, it really just rejuvenated me to kind of remember like, this is why I do this, especially for you to come in and be in some ways a living embodiment of one of my favorite fictional characters and, and just your genuine motivations for what you want to do is like, yo, this is what you get to do when you live in your truth. And these are the experiences I'll get that. So thank you for lighting that fire in me again to like, want to continue to do this work and uh, continue to do this, man. I appreciate you. Man, I had a good time today. Yeah. It's only 6.30. Yep. <laughs> there you go. And on that note, we out, man. All right, I'm done. Bye. That's crazy, wow. It's crazy. Wow.